the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Investments in your retirement is always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And we've got a lot to talk about your retirement and what's happened with the market in the world today. But uh, first, we have a guest coming on, and it is uh, we have a special guest. Uh, Eddie, do we have uh, Will on yet? Okay. Hey, we tell, morning, Will. We have Will Ryan, who is the founder and CEO of Granite Shares. And uh, Granite Shares is, is, is one of the larger commodity plays out there. Before this, he was uh, CEO of, of, the, uh, of the GLD, the Spider-B, which is one of the larger commodity groups out there. Will, can you explain what, you're, what you did and where you're going now? And we're going to talk about the Granite Shares. Good morning, Ted. Uh, thank you for having me on. Yes, no, I, um, in, in my past life, I've been in the asset management business, sort of all my career. I've built and managed uh, businesses from firms that people would know, like BlackRock, um, to uh, my role prior to Granite Shares, which was I uh, ran the largest commodity uh, fund in the world, and that's the, um, the GLD, um, which is sponsored by the World Gold Council. So I was the CEO there for, for two and a half years. And then basically left that to set up my own um, firm and set up you know, my own commodity-based ETFs um, to offer investors a better solution. Yeah, well, and this is exciting. Look, what, what, what we talked about in the show is, is, is we really believe with the central banks around the world, the Fed has spent uh, between almost three coming in on $3 trillion uh, and then they've probably, their balance sheet's gone up with that to probably trillions of dollars in swaps. Every central bank of the world is flooding the system with money. We like the precious metals, gold and silver. Now, uh, the, the granite shares you set up is unique, and, I, and one of the reasons I wanted to get you on was is because you had some real advantages over the GLD. Uh, but, but before That's- I do that, could you explain what what the the GLD and what the the yours is the B uh, B A R what what are those exactly just so our our listeners can understand what this ETF is. Yeah, no, absolutely, Ted. Um, so when you're investing in gold, um, obviously gold has been around for for a long time, and so people have a lot of choices in terms of how they do it. Um, one of the ways that I think has become really the most popular way to do that is with an ETF or an exchange traded fund. So that's you know putting gold in your portfolio alongside other stocks, uh, other funds, uh, etc. And our ETF bar BAR is a ticker code. Um, it differs from an ETF like the GLD, for example, because it's less than half the cost. So in terms of management fee perspective, it's a lot lower. And you know that that's important because when you're investing in gold, as your know, listeners will know, it doesn't have an income, and so holding it in the most cost-effective way is actually very important um, because you don't want to be paying unnecessary cost to hold it. Um, the other thing that's different is that it has a lower share price. So 
you know, for, for gold, obviously now getting back to, um, you know, somewhat close to its all-time high, but let's say around the $1,700 level, you know, that is, um, it's quite expensive for people to buy an ounce of gold. You know, $1,700 is not a small amount of money, and it's similar to some of the more expensive, you know, tech stocks in the market. So what our share price is based upon is one hundredth of an ounce. So therefore, the share price of bar uh, is about $17, so it's much more manageable for people to buy a share um, and obviously allocate that to a portfolio. And then last and most importantly, um, because of the lower cost, it tracks the gold price better, um, which ultimately is what everybody wants. So uh, it tracks the gold price uh, in a way that is more efficient than um, something like a GLD. And then I think the last thing is it's backed by physical gold. So we have actually physical bars of gold um, that sit in a, in a vault in London. And so every single share is backed by uh, physical gold. And that's audited two times a year, uh, once at random, and not just by a, a financial auditor, but by an independent uh, metal inspector that comes into the vault and does a reconciliation of the bars that we hold against the, um, against the bar list uh, that we publish on our website. So all the sort of checks and balances, I think, that people would would hope um, and want to see in place, um, but fundamentally offering what, what I personally believe to be um, the best solution to uh, people in the market looking to invest in gold. So, so they're investing in, in the physical gold, but it, since you can't put that per se in an IRA or the – this you guys have a central vault in London uh, that's, that's protected. And, and so when I purchase uh, one share of the bar, I'm buying effectively one hundredth of an ounce of gold. That's exactly right. And if you look at the the way that the uh, fund tracks the gold price, um, the underlying is based upon what we call the interbank price for gold. That's the the spot price for gold. That's the price that a central bank would buy at um, a, a bullion bank, and we can deliver that down to the individual investor, um, which obviously is a huge benefit because it allows the individual investor to have, you know, pricing parity with, you know, something like a central bank. So it's not futures based or, or any of the others. It's the actual spot price um, of, of gold. And that's, you know, really what people are looking to get exposure to. Okay. And, and since it, one good thing is since it's in London, we, look, we do get people go, hey, what if the government confiscates my gold? And since in London, they can't confiscate the gold. Well, you know, I, I guess we can we can never we can never say never. Um, but you know, throughout history, you know, Britain has been a great trading nation. Um, it hasn't been invaded. Uh, there's been no confiscation of uh, private property uh, in the same way that happened, you know, for example, here in the United States in the 30s. So while we can obviously never say never, the reason why it's in London is because um, it's such a, a such a global trading hub, and the respect for personal property rights as something that that has uh, never been breached up until this point. Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And uh, and so we're looking. At, one one thing that that caught, I really liked about the bar is 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 the lower price. Also, that it's one central uh, vault, and also the the, the seventeen and it was seventeen and a half basis points. That's a pretty low management fee, and so really uh, you're not going to get chewed up by management fees over the long term because gold moves. If you look at it, it's actually kept reasonably good pace, much better than the dollar. It's way done better than the, than the dollar itself over the long term. And even there's been decades when it's beat the S and P five hundred. Isn't that correct? That's right. So depending on obviously on what time period that, that you're looking at, but, you know, up until, well, I guess, um, you know, gold is still the best performing asset, uh, I think, of this year. Um, and indeed, um, this uh, 21st century, um, going back to, to the year 2000. So gold has done very well. Obviously, the stock market will catch up um, potentially to that. But uh, gold has performed very well. And since gold floated freely, um, back in the early 70s, um, it has added value for people. Okay. Now, Will Ryan, you're one of the top experts in gold in the world. I mean, I think you can, after being the CEO of the of the GLD, and now you founded the Granite Shares, which is a huge, uh, this is not, it's actually a pretty good-sized company. What is, the, what is the bullish case for the precious metals in general? 
that, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, as, as the founder of a company that really is uh, the backbone of our businesses in, in precious metals and in gold, uh, I'll tell you what, what I think and the reason why I think um, I'd be more positive about gold, you know, now um, than perhaps I've ever been in my career. And so, you know, I, I was running gold strategies um, in 2008 in the great financial crisis. And so I saw what happened to gold in that time. And obviously, for, for those of you that are familiar with the gold market, um, you'll know that after the financial crisis in the next three years, gold went to more than double um, its price or more than double in value uh, and ended up at an all-time high of over $1,900 an ounce. And, and the reason it did that was primarily because of the central bank-infused stimulus that happened um, after the after the financial crisis. And stimulus is just a, a fancy way of saying money printing. And so when the central bank prints money, it increases the supply of dollars in the market. And so because gold is a finite resource, put simply, you cannot print more gold, that the supply of gold can't be increased in the same way as a printing press, that gold tends to preserve its value against the dollar. And so what happened was the value of gold rose because people thought that um, the dollar would fall. And so um, people bought gold, and that's really what propelled it to its all-time high. But just to put that in context, if we think about what happened then versus what happened now, now we're talking about a, a stimulus that has happened so quickly and of such a high magnitude and, and we're talking a magnitude that is, that is far in excess of what we saw in 2008, by the way. So a much higher level of stimulus in the economy. You know, we've got central bank, you know, printing money, giving that, putting that directly into the system. We've got the government giving money directly to individuals. We've got uh, the government giving money directly to businesses, um, stimulus all over the place. And it's of a much higher magnitude than what we saw. And I think, you know, one interesting point to, to point out here is that you know, back in back in 2009, you know, you take the, the two kind of major political parties uh, in this country, the Republicans and Democrats. And obviously at that time, you had um, opposition to the stimulus, um, so opposition to money printing in both parties. Now, obviously, as, as you might expect, um, on the Democrat side, it was overwhelmingly, the support was overwhelmingly in favor of stimulus. But on the Republican side, the actual uh, support was overwhelmingly opposed to stimulus. Now, contrast that to what we're seeing right now. And right now, we have a situation where the support for stimulus is overwhelmingly positive in favor of both political parties. And, and one of the reasons for that is that the average voter, so there's a Gallup poll conducted um, back in 2018, and the the age group 18 to 29 actually for the first time flipped in terms of a favorable view of either capitalism or socialism and flipped to socialism for the first time. So we have a different situation. Last time, you know, remember the Tea Party? Remember that? Um, well, yeah. we don't have any Tea Party anymore. Tea Party is dead. This is all about stimulus, printing money, um, doing it as, as fast and as, as you know, big as you can and getting that into the economy. And what that does is it's going to create a wealth transfer, and a wealth transfer for the savers to the debtors, because everybody is in debt. The government's in debt, corporations in debt, individuals are in debt, and the debt's so high that we need to create this transfer. And one of the, the easiest ways to do that for a politician is to do that via money printing, because no one really notices or no one really um, understands what's going on. So in my mind, what, what's happening here is that the casualty, the one, what's the one downside of money printing? Well, the casualty is the dollar. So you might have a higher stock market, you might have higher asset values, but ultimately if you have inflation, which is ultimately the risk um, with all of this money printing, you might have, you know, a paper value, it might be, you know, everybody gets rich, but in a currency that's worthless. And so that, that's the big risk here, that the, that the dollar um, is the casualty of all of these sort of government programs. And that's why people are going into gold. And I think if we look back at last time, you know, the gold price doubled in the next few years after this crisis. And I think this time you have just a, a much more stimulus into the economy. 
I think the, the effect from the coronavirus um, will be much more unpredictable than people think. And so for that reason, um, we have an environment where, which I think is, is hugely favorable to gold. You know, one last thing is obviously with interest rates and interest rates falling to zero this time around again, you know, really kind of sets this expectation that the central bank or politicians will keep interest rates low for a long time. And, you know, you saw what happened when interest rates tried to rise in the last couple of years. It was very difficult to rise um, after a certain point, and that's because of the level of debt uh, in the economy. So I think this time around, um, interest rates are going to remain low. That's good for gold because the, op- the um, opportunity cost of holding gold, which is a non-yielding asset, um, is lower when there's zero interest rates or negative interest rates, potentially. Um, and you have a huge amount of stimulus, which causes um, the dollar to lose value against gold. And that's why I think that um, this environment right now is something that's very favorable. Now, I, I agree with you, you know, on everything you said, Will, but this is the one thing I can't quite figure out is you're, I think you're right about the dollar, but then I look at the rest of the currencies around the world, and they don't seem to be you – know, they, they all seem to be doing the same thing. So, so, so how to, uh, so I normally would say, well, the euro is going to go up or the yen or, or the Hong Kong dollar or the Ch- Chinese yuan, but they're all across the board going in. And so, so how, what, how does that fit into the equation? Well, it's a great, it's a great point. So when we talk about the dollar, we've always got to talk about the dollar being strong or weak compared or relative to what? Relative to what? Now, obviously, we'd be talking about gold, but as you rightly just pointed out, what most people or the normal context for that is the dollar strong or weak relative to another foreign currency. And so if you look at the major foreign currencies of the world, namely the euro and the yen, you know, what's interesting to me is that before all this happened, gold made an all-time high in other foreign currencies around the world. Now, obviously not all, but in certain foreign currencies around the world, gold already made an all-time high. We're just talking about the U.S. dollar price gold. Um, that hadn't made an all-time high. And so I think what um, is happening in terms of stimulus is that other currencies have been weak relative to the dollar because up until, up until COVID, you know, the dollar does act as a safe haven as well as gold because the U.S. Yeah. is still the largest economy in the world and the largest stock market, largest center of capitalism. And all of that does matter. And so... The dollar has, has been able to get support versus other currencies. But I think this idea that, um, you know, the dollar can remain strong uh, for a long time is, is, is a difficult one to, the difficult one to understand, you know, with all of the stimulus going on. And that's the same. Uh-huh. You know, the dollar may be stronger than the euro, relative stronger than the, the yen. But uh, to me, all paper currencies um, will, will be devalued for your money printing. Okay, I, I agree with that. Now, this is the question I can't figure it out, and, and, and we're t- we're talking to Real Wine. He he is the founder of of Granite Shares, in particular the Bar, which is your which is the Gold uh, Trust Shares B A R is the symbol. But well, I'm, where I'm having trouble is is I think for for the precious metals to really explode higher, you have to get one currency get in trouble. I think it'll happen with one. As you point out, they're all basically depreciate. If you had to get, I just this is just. I was just curious, which currency do you think is going to get in trouble first? Um, that's a great question. I mean, if you're talking about um, major, major countries or economic zones, currencies, yeah, let's yeah. say, around the world, you, know, you, probably, you probably have to look at Europe, I think, um, because there's precedent there. Obviously, going back in the last decade, um, we had the Eurozone crisis back in 2015, I think it was and 16 um, with Greece, primarily at the epicenter. But I, I think if you had to look at, at one place, it would probably be Europe. People have been betting against Japan for a long time um, in terms of their economic demise or currency demise, but they seem to seem to have been able to, to kind of hold on um, throughout this period. But I think you'd probably look at Europe. Uh, I think it's a very, very difficult situation, especially with Brexit, um, obviously, with the UK pulling apart um, from the Eurozone, um, there being still this disparity, both in terms of economic policy and, and political policy between the Northern European countries, such as Germany, um, and the Southern European countries. Uh, and so I think if you're probably to, to, to guess, that might be uh, that might be where I place a place a bet. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's, 
get idea. Uh, what what did you your recommendation for a percentage of precious metals in in, in particularly gold in this case, but as silver, I think you include that, is is higher than most people uh, for their for their retirement or savings. What, let, let's discuss that. Well, it's um, you know what, what we've written, and you know for anybody that's interested, um, our website graniteshares.com has a lot of good research on this particular topic, particularly gold's role in the 60-40 portfolio. Um, and we've looked at uh, multiple of these scenarios. And, and again, this all comes back to your individual you know, risk tolerance and your financial planning goals. So it's difficult always to say this allocation is something that's going to make sense for everybody, because clearly we can't, we can't say that. I think what, what I can say is that of the different models that we ran, what we were really interested in is looking at the role of bonds, and particularly in a world where you have money printing and interest rates falling to zero, we're trying to understand what the role of bonds is going to be in a portfolio kind of going forward. And what was interesting to us is that um, from a pure risk-adjusted return perspective, that is um, basically a formula that says, what is the most amount of return for the least amount of risk I can take in a portfolio. Um, what we ended up with was actually a, a percentage of 34% gold. Um, and that was against you know, 64% uh, or 60% equities and some small bonds. And I, I would, first of all, I would not say to anybody to hold that high a percentage in gold. Um, but I think academically or mathematically, that was sort of where we, where we ended up. And, and the reason for that is because you know, bond, the interest rates falling to zero, you know, one of the key benefits of holding bonds in the portfolio has basically gone away, which is the ability to, to provide income. So I think what, what's happening here is that the, you know, the Federal Reserve is sort of pushing everybody into the stock market. And, you know, you want, one might say as bizarre as this, this could sound that, um, you know, people are sort of abandoning the traditional bond market and going into the stock market because that's where, you know, the potential for return exists. So my personal view is the 60-40 portfolio, which is 60% equities, 40% bonds. I think that's going to have to change going forward because I think that the, the benefit of holding bonds is not going to be there in the same way as it was for the last decade. So I think that gold now, plays a role in that, and it's a higher percentage than that. Okay. What Will said is very important. What he's saying is is – if they're going to take interest rates to zero and you're going to get close to zero on bonds, you've got to look at that and say maybe we should look at gold as part of that bond asset class, which is, which is very interesting, uh, Will, by the way. So, so you, you repeat that again because I, about what your percentage you thought was. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, it depends on, on everybody's risk tolerance and how comfortable they are. But I think a percentage of somewhere between 5 and 10% of gold in a portfolio is something that we that we typically see. Now, obviously, there'll be those that will be comfortable owning more gold, um, and, and that's fine. That's an individual choice. But I think you know, what we're principally focused on is replacing a certain amount of you know, traditional bond portfolio and replacing that with gold due to the gold um, diversification benefits. Okay. Uh, the As far as... Uh uh, the gold's up near the high. It's not quite. What do you, I mean? I don't. My, my my sense is we really haven't seen the move into the gold, the silver, the precious metal in a big way. I, I don't really think. I, I think you can see that space become like like the tech sector in 1999 or or back in people. I mean, it's been so long where they forget just how hot the precious metal sector can get. Any thoughts there? Um, I think that's right. So my my take on it is that. You know, remember that this um, this collapse that we saw you know, in March was one of the fastest um, stock market collapses in history. And so the number of days, uh, you know, from February 19 to March 23rd, the S&P fell by 36 percent. And that was the fastest drawdown of 20 percent or more in the history of markets. So what took six months in 2007 to 2008, the great financial crisis occurred in 32 days um, in 2020. So I think what my view on that is that this has been a huge shock to the system. And certainly a lot of financial advisors I spoke to or uh, you speak to on a daily basis 
you know, have really been focused on triaging portfolios um, and dealing with, you know, the ebb and flow of, of cash, the margin calls, liquidity, um, but really just trying to triage um, investments because the, the drawdown has been so quick. Now I think that that's sort of subsided. Um, really, we're talking about positioning, repositioning of portfolios, which I think, you know, will benefit gold. But I think coming back to your question, you know, what will benefit gold even more and what has the potential to, to do to gold what happened in the 70s um, is obviously if we do get inflation here. And if we do get inflation on the back of all of these, um, these stimulus policies, um, then I think that that's where we could really see a, a strong move in gold. Um, so, right, we don't have that right now, but I think that would be my, my sort of uh, factors to look for if you're talking about, you know, gold prices going you know, materially higher than where they are today. Okay, good. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, the, the, uh, could you give us, again, the, uh, the name of, of, the, uh, of the ETF, the gold ETF, so our listeners uh, can take a look at it? Sure, it's the Granite Shares Gold Trust, um, and the ticker code, the symbol that you would look up is called BAR, B-A-R, like a gold bar. Um, and obviously, our website is graniteshares.com, um, which you can find us very easily. Um, so check it out. And if you've got any questions, um, please feel free to reach out to us directly. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. And by the way, the uh, 17 and a half basis points is, is, is very low fee. And that's one other reason we really like it. I guess that's one of the reasons you set it up this way. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today. And uh, Dad, thank you, you so know, much we'll keep... for having me. Thank you. So we're up on a hard break here. We... Okay. Thank you very much. And we'll see you back here right after this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, uh, we just uh, 
couple things we want to uh, – what, what did we do with the markets here? We had a big, big up move in the market. We had some fantastic employment numbers. And I took, took a look at the numbers, and there were the expectations for, uh, for employment. So what happened with the big move on, on Friday is expectations on unemployment were, at, were we going to lose 7.5 million more jobs. And instead we – and also they were expecting unemployment to go up to 14.7%. Uh, Instead, we got two and a half million job gain, which is a ten million difference, and then the uh, the employment rate only came in at down at thirteen point three percent, and they were expecting about nineteen percent unemployment rate. So a huge change in here. Uh, and, and, and so this is a positive. We we still have only got back about a tenth of the twenty two million jobs we've lost. And so this is going to take time. And if you look at the U6 unemployment, which is people not looking for work, it's still around 21%. So we have we have a lot of issues which we which we need to. Uh, I mean, we still have a lot of problems with the economy. And so, but but I think it's opening up quicker than people expect. And 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 so. So, so the economy is starting to move. It's starting to move forward. Oh, and by the way, a couple things. You can give us a call. This is uh, live, at least on Saturdays, the show is live, uh, 713-339-1070. Remember, you can listen live anywhere in the world by going into an1070theanswer.com, the website, and they also have the podcast. So you, you, can, uh, you can catch uh, Will Ryan's uh, interview uh, we did today with uh, Granite Gold. We have a question. <laughs> yes, Ted? go ahead. You have a question. Ted, are you able to hear me? Oh yes, yeah. Um, the uh, the BAR. I thought in the discussion I heard it stated that it cannot be traded in an IRA. Did I hear that correctly or incorrectly? Oh, oh, oh thank you for clearing that. No, you can you cannot own gold, physical gold in an IRA except for in a special type of IRA, the American Eagles. This you can put in an IRA. Good. So, sec- yeah. oh, go but, ahead, keep going. The bar you can put in a regular account or an IRA, a Roth IRA or a 401k. Great. Thanks for clarifying that. Secondly, are options traded on it? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. That's a good question. I, I was under the impression most ETFs eventually have options generated for them. They, they probably eventually will. I, I, look, I like this one because the 17 and a half basis points. Some of the others are as high as uh, I, I think they're 40 basis points. And so this is this is a, I, I think a much cheaper way to own gold than some of the other uh, big uh, gold ETFs. Okay, I, I hate to expose my ignorance to the entire world, but in a situation like this, uh, where you you're buying an ETF rather than investing in a mutual fund, are those fees charged only one time, or are they charged yearly, quarterly? How, how does that work? Yeah, that's good. It, it, it's it's on an annual basis. Yeah, but there is a cost just for the, to store the metal in in the vaults in London. And so, uh, typically, mutual fund fees run from anywhere from well, the, the this one at uh, the, at the, was it fourteen and a half, uh, seventeen and a half is is on the very very low end. Some of these I've seen some of these these mutual funds charge one and a half, one and three quarters percent, and and, and the other I think GLD is at forty basis points, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. One of them's at twenty five basis points, so this is the lowest one. Okay, well, what is the actual mechanism? Since it's not generating any kind of dividends, do they? charge you a fee that you're supposed to pay yearly, or do they just reduce your the value of what you have by reducing a number of shares each year? Uh, they, they probably sell a little of the gold each year to pay for the storage. Okay. And, and so basically, and, and so, if the cost of, of gold remains the same, then your account value does shrink by that much each year. Is that correct? Yeah. But, but 17 basis points is pretty low okay. for that. It, it, and for that, you're getting the storage in the in the uh, in the, uh, the the London vault. I mean, you'd be surprised how much it costs. And actually, I don't know, but I've heard some numbers on just what it costs for a safety deposit box in Switzerland to hold gold. So, you know, it, it's it's pretty reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. This is really interesting. 
Yeah, no, thanks for clarifying that I, uh, that point. But it, it, it's a good way to own the precious metals. I, 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 I think this run is just getting – I think it's going to be a longer-term run, and it's just getting started. Great. Well, once again, thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Oh, but just a full clarification, we could see a correction here. Uh, we, we actually, uh, uh, for our clients, sold some earlier this week. To, it gotten to be a bigger portion of the portfolio because it had gone up so much, we pulled some off the table. I feel, I feel like we're going to get a correction in here, but over time, longer term, this is going higher. Um, yeah, looking at the market, so it, the markets... And again, if you have any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here. Uh, looking at the markets, uh, a big run on Friday. Uh, yes, the, the, the NASDAQ went in, it hit the high level uh, back in February before the, the, the coronavirus hit. The S&P is still down some for the year. Uh, very volatile market. Most of the gains are concentrated in the very large FANG stocks, which, which, if, if any way you look at it, the ratio of tech to to the S and P 500, the the ratio of uh, of uh, the market cap weights, the top five or ten stocks to to the other 490 or 495 stocks. Uh, if you look at the ratio of the Nasdaq to to commodities, everything is screaming that that sector is just ridiculously overvalued in in here and. Uh, and commodities and even oil. Oil is, if you look at the ratio, if the oil percentage in the S&P 500 is near record lows. Oil, we saw a move up in oil, 39.50 this week. Uh, the question is, look, is this going to be sort of a big breakout with the idea that, look, the Fed has poured so much money into the system that it has nowhere to go, and, it, and, it's gonna, and, and they've, they've completely overreacted as every central bank in the world has. That, that we're going to have to kind of see how it plays out. Uh, I, I think you want to use somewhat of a barrel barrel approach. We hedged a little bit, which we might do something with our hedges in here. Uh, we, we, we own the precious metals. We've owned the industrials. Uh, we picked up some uh, bonds. And, and now it, it's tougher because the valuations have come up so much. I mean, the oil, oil's had a real hot run. I mean, Exxon, Exxon was up 11% this week. And, and so we have to kind of think. What, what I'm looking at is a couple things. We still have... Uh, probably 20 million people out of work. We still have a slowing economy. Uh, some of the airlines are picking up speed. Uh, the, the, uh, American Airlines is adding 71%, 72, 73% more flights. Uh, the I, I, I've been out, out uh, checking things out. I'm uh, out of town here today, and I'm surprised in how many people are out, uh, how many people are going places. Some of the restaurants that were open seemed really crowded, or at least there was, big, you know, people. Uh, I think there's big demand. Uh, the this one place where I'm at, I mean, they're actually opened up, and and you you can't really get stuff online with them because you if you come here, but it, it's crowded, and and it's in uh, in so. Uh, I think people want to get. I think I think the country wants to reopen. I think corporate America is somewhat paralyzed. Uh, they have a lot of people working from home. They're worried about taking them back. They're afraid. Uh, now they're struggling with what to do with the uh, with the, uh, the these protests and looting. And so they're all trying to apologize to the uh, you know to the looters. And uh, to the point, we had Roger Goodell you know apologizing for the NFL. You know, I've seen that before. We all have. I tell you where we saw. Most recently, we saw it in Vietnam. When uh, when the communists took over South Vietnam and they in in the in the, uh, the the uh, the capitalists and the South Vietnamese had to renounce the United States and 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 get up and talk. We saw that in China, the businessman had to renounce uh, business and capitalism and swear fealty to to the Communist Party. Sometimes these people would get a bullet in the head, and uh, I don't think Roger Goodell will get that. But the, these are these are tactics. From the Communist Party, where you get up and you, you renounce the, your beliefs and and you admit you were wrong and you admit that you 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 know somehow the NFL has been incredibly racist and and I don't really understand that but but again that's tactics from socialists and particularly communists use when they take over they make the people get up and and and, and uh, renounce what they did 
And, and so that, that is not a good thing. It's a very dangerous thing what Roger Goodell did. You know, we'll see what he does. I mean, he's obviously afraid. But uh, you're going to have to stand up to these looters and, and, uh, and people out there. And, and it, I mean, it's very unfortunate what's happened. And I, I think we've got to deal with some of the, the, the problems out there, but this is not the way to do it. So we'll see. So enormous amounts of, of back and forth in here, enormous amounts of, uh, of uncertainty. We have the, the central banks flooding the world with money. We have looting and rioting going on in the United States. Look, uh, the big protest in Washington, you're going to see, keep in mind, this is high to the election. Election season is coming up. We're in June. Typically, the uh, the conventions are July. I think they've been backed up a little bit. This is where we're coming into the teeth of the presidential election. There's going to be huge protests around the cap. They're going to try to huge protests at the White House because because they're really worried that the African-American vote is shifting away from, from the Democrats and done nothing for them for the last 50 years in understanding that President Trump is really trying to improve their lives. And, and, and they're starting to shift over there. So the Democrats have to do something. So I think you're going to see massive protests around the White House because they're going to try to gin it up. They're going to use the same tactics as it from basically this went on about 100 years ago with the with the with the uh, veterans that wanted a, a pension, and, and, they, they, and they occupied the, uh, the Lafayette Park and the mall there and camped out. I think the, the Democrats are getting the same tactic. Understand this is a political season. A lot, of the, a lot of these looting and rioting is about presidential politics, unfortunately. So it's a very tough time. And so we're going to see a lot. Of, we got a lot of people unemployed. The economy is slowly restarting. But what I'm seeing is when you open it up, people want to get out. They're now... You know, one, uh, like I said, this, where I am, they've opened up. They requested the ability to open up. They didn't get an answer, so they opened up anyway, and it is very, very crowded. Uh, and, and so uh, this, this is what you're seeing. The American people want to get back to work. They like to work. And uh, and so it's just going to take some time. The markets are probably a little ahead of themselves. But tell you what, let's take a quick break uh, in here, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks... When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. In times 
We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, this is the last segment of the show. If you want to get in, 713-339-1070. If you're not on our free Max Out Savings report list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and uh, you can get your question. Uh, you, you can request a free report. Uh, it's simply, we just put you on the list. It's free. Uh, we got thousands of people getting it uh, from all over the world now. Uh, we got a lot of great information in the report. I've got Got, I'm writing one up over this weekend. I hope to have it out first thing in the next week, uh, just detailing some of the things that are happening out there in the world. Uh, we try to get you ahead of where things are, get you ahead of the trends. Uh, so just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. A lot of good retirement information in there. Uh, help you deal with retirement, deal with the world today. is it, it, very tough out there. And, and we write what we think. And, and, and so, which I think, I, I think this is not just some canned report. So, Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also request an appointment with, with me. We're back in the office here uh, and, and back, kind of back and forth, but uh, we'll be happy to sit down with you. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We can show you how we manage money. Now then, you know, what markets are hitting new highs. If you look at the dollar, the dollar's dropped. But but one of the interesting things is is – Commodities are coming back. Uh, If you look at at, uh, uh, West Texas crude, that that is running. It's it's at 39. uh, Where is it right now? 39. uh, 65.55, which is again, this is moving up. My my thinking, I I said it'd be kind of between the mid mid 30s and high, mid to low 30s and high 30s. It might get. I, I think it's going to run into a lot of problems, much above 45. But but it, but it is coming back at this part. This kind of is a game changer for a lot of companies at this level out there, which is very good. Uh, a lot of big moves in in many of the oil companies' stocks. Huge moves across the board. We, listen, uh, yeah, uh, Friday Exxon went up 11 percent. Uh, so I, I think this is really good. I mean, people are coming back. The, the roads are full out there. If you're driving, if you're driving on the interstates, on, on the freeways, they're crowded. And, and so people are getting out there. I, I know people in New York City, New York City, oh, my God, they're still shut down, and then they're looting. And then I was listening. So they're like, yes, we stayed through the lockdown, but then we're, we're leaving now because of the looting. I mean, that place is going to be a ghost town up there, and it's going to be difficult for them to recover. But Texas, we're opening up. And other parts of the country are opening up, uh, and uh, you, you know it's uh, uh, it, it, things are opening up, things are happening. Uh, it, it, it's surprising, and and I, and I think people want to move on. I think when you see thirty thousand looters marching up and down the street, a lot of people start going, "Well, wait, why is my business shut down?" Uh, when all those people, not only that, they then they just loot, and it's like. You know, they're not even arresting the looters. Then they go around and arresting shop owners. I mean, this poor poor lady in Dallas at her, her hair salon was sentenced to jail for opening her hair salon. And then Dallas doesn't do a damn thing and just lets looting. And uh, they're not even – they've tried. I mean, other other uh, some of these other cities like Minneapolis and New York, they literally just let them loot. I mean, Mayor de Blasio supposedly called up the, the assistant police chiefs and told them not to do anything. And so so – so they're they're arresting people for for uh, opening their churches, opening their businesses, for going to church, and then they're letting looters and not arresting them. I mean, that, no country can survive like that, and we we have got to sit there and crack down on this type of stuff. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Nobody would even have thought this is possible. And the problem is, they're afraid of these marchers and they're afraid of these looters. You're going to have to stand up to them because they will take everything you own if you don't. And people ought to remember that it'll never be enough, and you're going to have to stand up to them. I mean, it's astonishing how tough these people are standing up to some. Church go or, or 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 the uh, or the pastor or the priest opening his church up. How tough they are, or the lady with the the hair salon. But when it comes to looters, they let them off. This is just disgusting. So anyway, back to the markets. Uh, you know where do we go from here? It's a very 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 overbought market. This is one of the more overbought markets since probably two thousand nine, and even way back beyond that. Uh, it's going to take time to recover from this. 
Uh, we we have so many people out of work and so many businesses shut down. As these reopen, businesses naturally going to go up like jumping out of trampoline. The question is, are the earnings going to come back? And it's going to be a month or two before we know that. And what I'm looking at is, I think again, we're this is people forget the reason. Does anybody really think that this is this is about uh, the, uh, the the person up in uh, Minneapolis? If it would have been in Dallas, he'd have been Houston. If it was anywhere, they were waiting for any type of opportunity to start these marches and to to get this going. Because again, the Democrats were losing the African American vote. They had to do something to get them back. This is all about the presidential election, in my opinion. I, I'm not minimizing the problems in the African American community. We need to do something about that, but understand why this is happening now. Why is it happening five months before the presidential election? Because this is all, this is what, this is, we're in a presidential, it's gonna be one of the most violently and toughest fought elections in the history of the United States. And I have a hard time believing the market's gonna merrily go to new highs in that type of environment. So I think you have to be cautious and understand some of the risk in this type of market. We have central banks around the world flooding the world with money. And, and, and we, we had uh, Will Ryan uh, of bar shares on talking about gold. I mean, look, I think when they can't stand up. They can't take a recession. They're going to flood the world with money. So that's going to be an opportunity. Anyway, uh, coming up here at the end of the show, if you get a chance, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, sign up for the free report. Also, we had uh, Will Ryan on on Granite Shares, it's B-A-R as a symbol. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. 